I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it bring it to the Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Dan, Arsenal fan. You can get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. Yeah, hello, I'm Jake. I'm a Newcastle fan. You can get my stuff on EPL Index or Dutch Football, or you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. All right, thanks so much for joining us, guys. And to our listeners, I'm doing this over a phone headset, so if it sounds a little bit less awesome than usual, that is why. But with that out of the way, we will head into Making the Rounds, where we'll each discuss the things that have been happening at our clubs this week. We'll start off with Dan. Were you very disappointed by the result today? Um, at this point, most Arsenal fans are kind of apathetic. We are still thinking we're going to, like, I don't even know if people care about top four at this point. Um, they should, but I'm not sure if they do because, you know, lots of people are stupid. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident we'll get top four. But the result itself was not great. Um, the game was really, really boring. Um, it's just been a pattern for us for the last couple weeks, which is a shame. But, yeah, it was there, there was a nothing game. You, there's not much to say on it. Um, earlier in the technically last week, I'm not used to playing on Thursday, so I don't know how to refer to refer to it as. But um, we beat West Brom two 0 Europa League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we beat West Brom two 0 Scored our first two shots from outside the box in 2016. After everyone was ta- in the Premier League, at least after you know that whole stat was going around and everyone was freaking out about it because I don't know, it's on purpose that we don't score from outside the box, and I'm more than okay with it. But um. Yeah, and then um, the big thing about around Arsenal Twitter, really, like, no one cares about the season now, it's done, um, almost. Uh, the big thing is everyone is pissed off that Mesodoso didn't get in the team of the season, because he should have gotten the team of the season. Um, yeah, so on the last podcast where people actually discussed it, Jake said something for me, he said I said that he'd had the best created season, creative season on record, and I'll just give a little bit of context to that, because it's what I do. But um, mm. Ozil has since okay. Opta started recording statistics for in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So since then, Ozil has the best assists per ninety, just over Fabregas from last season. He has the best chances created per ninety with, I think it four point two. I think it is still, yeah, four point four point three really two four point two eight, which is nearly point three over the second place, which is Cesc Fabregas back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He has the most, if you've listened to this before, you know me, I love expected goals, expected assists, which is essentially just measuring how good a chance to create is. He is well in the lead for that. He has, without including today, 12 expected assists on the dot. The next is Paye with 7.74, less than two-thirds of the amount of his. Uh, he's just been phenomenal. 
and as good as Deli Ali has been, I just I I cannot even. I white girl cannot even that he got in over <laughs> Ozil. And I know I'm just gonna come off as a bitter Arsenal fan, but you know what? Ozil's genuinely been having a historic season. The fact that he can't get in in a mid and really he has four places to play. We can take out Mars. We say he's three places to get in and he can't get in. It's just it's it's a farce to me. But um yeah, yeah I'm and, sure and I'll excuse it because bit, but... to not just sound like an Arsenal fan, as a Spurs fan, I thought he probably should have been in, as, as people that listen to the Thursday show will know. Um, obviously, uh, he's been punished a bit for Giroud's failings as well, because as soon as he dipped, then a lot of Otzel's counting stats dipped as well, which obviously didn't particularly help his case. Um, we've heard from a few people now about what they think about Wenger. Do you think Arsene Wenger should be the manager of Arsenal Football Club next season? Um, I, this is my stance on it. Basically, I'm open to a new manager if there's a better manager out there, but I don't think there is at the moment. The options are pretty terrible if you look at it. Um, Simeone, everyone throws him around. Yeah, he'd be great, but he's not leaving Atletico. If money was a problem, he'd be at Chelsea right now. And even as great a coach as he is, and I, and I would still, if he was available, I'd still take him. But that doesn't even take into account the fact that I'd, we'd have to completely revamp the squad. Um, as far as managers out there, I, there aren't very many, really. Like, name a manager that is a legitimate upgrade over Arsene Wenger right now. It's it's difficult. That that's available. VS Boas. <laughs> ah, ah, no. Um, uh, and then like you'll hear suggestions. It doesn't matter now for this one because uh, PSG's owners just said he's staying. But Laurent Blanc, like that's not an upgrade. That's a downgrade. Um, but all these names getting thrown around, they're either unrealistic or they're not going to happen. Or they're unrealistic or they're not an upgrade. So I would be open to a change of manager if we could find a one that is better than Arsene Wenger is right now, but I don't think there is one, so I think he should stay as manager. What, what about Benitez? If he became available, would he not be good I enough? I don't rate Benitez that highly. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. He's failed at every job since Liverpool except this Newcastle one. And even then, it might still be a failure. We don't know yet. And I'm not counting the Chelsea one because that was interim. He was there for six months. Uh, mm. But he failed at Inter Milan. He failed at Real Madrid. He There was one more. Napoli. He failed at Napoli based on their objectives and the amount of money he spent. He failed. I don't rate Benitez that highly, to be honest. Fair enough. All right. Well, Jake, you must be fairly pleased after your comeback draw against Liverpool. Yeah, it was a... Well, it's a good result on the in the context of sort of you know what what we're expecting. I mean, Liverpool are near the top of the form table, if not top, uh, top of the form table, and I don't believe many teams have taken points from Liverpool and under Klopp. So you know, to get a point, especially for being two 0 down, is is a really good result. But then again, points at this stage might not be enough, especially as sort of Arsenal did do us any favours by. Uh, you know, suddenly getting another point and keeping up their momentum, and they're definitely the form team heading into the running, which is a worry. But um, yeah, our game it was a poor first half. It's sort of typical of our away performances all season. We've been sort of lack of commitment. We've made silly errors, and we often uh, lose goals early when we play away from home, as we did. Storage scoring within two minutes really didn't help things. Um, the second half was a lot better. I feel um, bringing Wine out on sort of changed things. I don't think he played well himself, but I think it changed the sort of tactics and that, that helped us. I don't think Perez was very good in the first half at all. Um, Cissé's goal was probably was crucial. I think if we didn't score earlier in that second half, we, we could have lost three or four nil. That sort of 
gave us some momentum and we got on got the second goal and from there I thought we were going to go on and win it but then it just, it just wasn't to be I mean these two points against City and Liverpool massive points they keep us in touch and distance but uh, will they be enough at the end of the season I think we you know maybe could needed to win one of these games and we didn't um, Ra- yeah Rafa um, going back to Benito uh, he's, he's having an influence but it's just it just pains me I, I've said it time and time again it's Pains me. It took us so long to get him in. I think if we'd have got him in after the Chelsea game, we, we definitely would have stayed up. And that's that's just gonna like haunt me if we go down for like the rest of my life. That that, that didn't happen. Um, two spots to stay up. If there was two, I, I was thinking this earlier. If there's two spots to stay up, I'd I'd back both Newcastle and Sutherland. But I just think Sunderland are the form team. They they I've not seen them play play badly in in over two or three months. I think they've been really really good. I think they were unlucky today. I think they could could have possibly won the game. I think they were unlucky in the derby. I think they were unlucky in Southampton. They're getting these points, and they probably probably should be getting more. And they're running. They're playing two of the teams that are at the bottom of the form table in Everton and Watford. You'd back them to get six points out of those two matches. So I, I think we haven't done enough. I think we need to win our last three matches to stay up. And I just don't can't see that happening. But you know, we, we we've got a chance. That's all we can ask for. Yeah, we, we spoke very recently as you were on the Thursday show. Um, what do you take take from these moral victories? Is is it making you feel any better about next year regardless? Or or even though they're good results against the bigger teams, like you said, is it just not enough? Well, obviously I'm sort of getting like a, um, sort of getting a moral victory out of these points, I think. It's shown that the squad's making progress under Benitez. I think it gives us a lot of confidence going into the last three games, which we need. But yeah, it, they just might not be enough at the end of the day. I think we've left ourselves too much to do. I think we need to beat Palace and Villa in the next two games. And they're two very winnable matches. Especially now Palace will have an eye on the FA Cup final. I think that, that result is a big boost for us. I think, um, yeah, if we win those two matches, I think we'll go into the final day with a chance. And, you know, Spurs at home, you might not be in the title race at that time. And then... Hopefully not, and then we can, you know, play a team that has nothing to play for, get three mm. points to stay up, and just chance in scoring the winner. I said it; uh, I can just see it happening now. <laughs> we've been talking about, we've been joking about it for. We- we've been joking times. about it since like late November, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's going to happen. And it's, uh, but yeah, if we, if we stay up, I think we're we're going to become a really good uh, side under. But he is, he's, you can see the sort of effect he's having. I think, I think he he works better with a a club sort of lesser sort of outside the top ranks like when he took over at Liverpool they were sort of in the top four but they weren't doing much I think obviously we're even lower than that, but I think if he did st- if we do stay up and he does stay I think we'll um I think this could be the best chapter in his career I think he could really make us into a really uh top six side consistently because he'll have money to spend that's already come out um in the last few days that there will be money to spend if if we do stay up so I think yeah it's, it's exciting times ahead if we stay up and there's, there's that massive if that's been around for for months if we stay up i think there's exciting times ahead but at the moment i still think some of the favorites fair enough um for tottenham there's really not that much uh to discuss as we have not played yet also was on on thursday um kind of the big news if you want to call it that is that the tottenham players won't be at the pfa awards tonight or are not currently uh as you know, we have a match tomorrow against West Brom, which is a huge one. Uh, mathematically, things have become uh, very interesting as Arsenal and City were eliminated from 
contention for the Premier League title, although Arsenal could still catch us with some of their easier fixtures if we don't keep our foot on the pedal. So hopefully, uh, soon after you're listening to this, Tottenham can go out and get a result against a, a very tough, uh, sometimes, <laughs> West Bromwich Albion side uh, under Tony Pula. Sometimes they just kind of roll over, but uh, they can be very tough on their day. Uh, nothing else really happening. There's no player stuff. I mentioned last week the, the crane. I don't know if I actually mentioned it on air. So uh, they've started building the massive cranes to help build the new stadium. Uh, and they were recently painted Tottenham colors, and that pleases me far more than it should. Uh, one of those, the little things makes you happy moments. Um, and in other stadium news, Tottenham have asked about using Wembley uh, four Champions League matches next season, which I personally wouldn't enjoy as I was really looking forward to, to getting to watch some Champions League football uh, at White Hart Lane in person. But um, the, the contention is that we could accelerate our building plans by tearing down one of the stands early to, to start the foundation and everything for the new stadium, which means we could definitely make the opening day 2018 timetable as opposed to the previous plan, which uh, Wembley and the FA were a little hesitant on, which was we were trying to get a few overflow matches at the start of the 18-19 season uh, in case we weren't finished in time, and they were not fans of that, so we're trying to shift it. Um, so if we can play Champions League matches there, then uh, we will be able to uh, start construction earlier on the new stadium. So a lot of things developing, no firm answers yet on either side, just a whole lot of trying to figure out the best deal for all parties involved. The reason why the 2018 season wouldn't work is because that's when Chelsea wanted to use Wembley during their stadium build, or, or so we're being told. So uh, hopefully we can all sort that out. I think I agree with all Spurs fans when I say Wembley for the 17-18 season is awesome, but I think it would diminish some of the uh, atmosphere, Well, and literally because of the seats that would be missing. It, we'd be down to about 30,000 seats, but... Uh, I, th- I think it would be great to have White Hart Lane fully intact for this Champions League run that we're about to go on and, and for the last time at that stadium. All right, and I suppose the other big Tottenham news is that at time of recording, it looks like Della Ali has won Young Player of the Year as reportedly leaked by Tottenham Hotspur, uh, which is exactly what you always want to see. Um, from my perspective, I always felt like he, him winning would be in the spirit of the award, that Kane was very deserving to win something, but with Ali being younger and it kind of being viewed as a rookie of the year kind of thing, not to Americanize it too much, but there you go. I think Dell Ali is a great choice. Loads of goals and assists and some absolutely brilliant moments. The goal against Crystal Palace really leaps to mind. And his play all season has been tremendous. People are having a very difficult time actually shutting him down. What do you guys as non-Spurs fans think about Dell Ali reportedly having won Young Player of the Year? Uh, I said it word for word, but I thought he should have won it in the spirit of the award. Um, and I think it's absolutely fine. He's been really, really good as much as I have. It's been weird because I've had to slate him a bit because he won over Ozil, but I think he's genuinely been fantastic for Spurs. He's been he's very good, fun to watch, scores good goals, assists goals. He's megs a lot of people, uh, as Kevin will have told you a million times. Um, he does, yeah, he no, does. and he said his favorite nutmeg of the year was Luka Modric in a non-competitive match at the beginning of the year. Uh, That's well, called journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's very good. He deserves it, and yeah, he's probably not He's probably not been the best player in the candidate list, because like, let's be real, Harry Kane's been better than him, but again, he deserves it in the spirit of the award, and so it's absolutely fine that he won it. 
Do you agree with that, Jake? Do you think somebody else potentially should have been up for it? Um, no, I, I think that, you know, I think they should maybe change the award. Because they should I don't absolutely think, change yeah, the award. Young, <laughs> young player of the year. Sort of, yeah, young player of the year. Sort of, you have players like Kane in there, but I don't think he, I, I think it should be players in their first full season. First season. Up. So, yeah, rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah. Let's do it. But, but then do, do you do it so that, like, um, maybe like a 30 year old coming into the league can win it? Or like Pyatt could have won it? Or we do it just so they have to be young players? Interesting. First season at a top division, or like the like the Premier League league, or if you haven't played in another top league, maybe. So yeah. like if you'd played in League 2 before, but you, then you came to the Premier League, like Mares per se, you could still win it, but not if you played in League 1 or Serie A, etc., etc. Or should the cap yeah. be lower than 24? That would also That leaves work. a lot of leeway, because I haven't bragged about this yet, but Tottenham... Uh, have won now four Young Player of the Year awards in a row. In the year we didn't win it, Bale won Player of the Year, with Wilshere winning Young Player of the Year. So, so should that be, maybe the, the age be lower? Because there were loads of great, like if you just did under 20, you still have, like, Fosu Menzo who didn't do a whole season, but he's been playing well, you already have Ali. Any, any shout for that, or, or do you think the age isn't the problem, that it is just, it should be first season that's the most impressive? I think the age would help. Uh, I, I, I think it'd help a lot. Yeah, I, I think you need, you need to decrease. I think you need to decrease the age. Maybe twenty-one. Twenty-four isn't young. Twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-one's is like, a good shout because then it's U twenty-one, and that's actually yeah. already a thing in yeah. football. So yeah, yeah why cause, not? Because like twenty-four is like a year or two away from your peak if you're a striker. <laughs> like, it, it's <laughs> yeah, just not young at that point. Right. Yeah, but like. If you look at look at the other people who are like in for the award, you had Kane, you had Coutinho, Lukaku, Barkley, and Butland. Like all of them except Butland have had like been in the Premier League for a couple of years. Multiple now. years. Even yeah. Butland's been there; he hasn't played. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, yeah, I like think Lukaku's been a thing since well, he's been at Chelsea since like eleven, twelve, and he's been playing consistently since like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, it feels like yeah, Barkley's I, I, been around for three years already. It feels like Coutinho's been around for ages. Coutinho's been around uh, like six months less than Lukaku. It's like interesting, really. And well, he's, he's, since Lukaku started playing, he wasn't there. In the, he was came. Oh, in right, the, right. What was it January 2013? Mm. So I'm starting Lukaku at when he went on loan to West Brom, not when he was bought by Chelsea. But oh, he was so good at Albion as well. He was so good. I I honestly forgot that that happened. You see, that that was the time for him to win Young Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, that's what it that, was. Okay. What not, if it was just breakout year. player of the year? That yeah, you've just overachieved what people expected. Yeah, I, it'd be a gray area in terms of you know what you can say overachieved and shit, but it'd be better than it is now. Yeah, right. at, at the moment it just doesn't. Really Would work we be work. able to but, make it worse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. Ali has been really good this season. I mean, he's the only one there that sort of fits the story. So he has the story behind him. He's come from League One. He's, um, I think he's on course to like get 10 goals, 10 assists for the season, which, you know, there's some sort of figures yeah. that Gerard and Lampard used to get consistently. And that is just incredible for a sort of 19-year-old just doing his first season on the top flight. So I think, yeah, he's a, he deserves the award. Hopefully he, he pushes on from there. As, as, an, as an Englishman, I hope he does, because I think he has the potential to go on and play for sort of like a Barcelona or Real Madrid in the future, which is really exciting because we haven't really produced that many players recently. So, yeah, I, I think he deserves the award. He's played really well. He, he's exceeded all expectations. I mean, it was, there was talk of him being loaned out at the start of the season, wasn't there? So, yeah, he was supposed yeah, to be because so, Bentaleb was supposed to play there. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's, you know, he's overtaken all these players at Tottenham that were, you know, Ahead of him in the pecking order, they've 
they were expected to like push on this season. Like Ben Taleb was expected to have a big year. Mason you know, was supposed to have developed. We've had Tom yeah. Carroll for ages. Dyer wasn't and, supposed to be and, a midfielder. Dyer and Ali got into this team. If, if it, all like, of the loans that were supposed to happen happened at Tottenham, you guys would be seventh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for real. It really is. It would and, have been Amaya, a very different story. Ali, uh, not really dire, but well, I mean, yeah, Lamella and Debele were supposed to be sold just outright. And Lamella was we in Marseille to... on like deadline day, and then yeah. Potts like, ah, fam. Potts said no. God, I, 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 like, I love moment. everything about that. That Levy think... bothered asking Potts. Potts said no, and Levy was like, yeah, all right. I think the most impressive thing about Ali, though, is how he's forced Ericsson out of position. Or like, like how he did it for like the middle of the campaign. Like Ericsson yeah. is like was like to- like at the start of the season, I'd say he was like Tottenham's you know best player, and he's been pushed yeah. out of position for a nineteen year old who's barely played in the Premier League. I think that's so yeah. impressive. It just, it just yeah, shows how it, he settled in. Yeah, and now that we're kind of nearing the end of this year's race, it's crazy to look back and realize that his first goal for Tottenham, his first Premier League goal, was a diving header against would be champions Leicester. That's. <laughs> Incredible, because at the time it was just like, "Oh, that was cool," and now it's Della Ali, Young Player of the Year versus Leicester, unless something magical happens. Premier League champions, and then Mares got the equalizer in that match. By the way, a very late equalizer, just this like a very a late header Hooth had. Yeah, this is such a weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, it, things things could have been very very different this year. But uh, I was actually talking to uh, Steve, who's been on this show before, not Boniface uh, Magookin, the Spurs slash Northern Ireland guy that we have on. Uh, from time to time, and I was mentioning, uh, you know, Leicester and how we drop points against them. And, and his point was, if Leicester were less good than they were, then all of the bigger clubs would have had more points, except for Arsenal. Because didn't you beat yeah, them twice? For us, yeah. yeah so you guys, you, you guys, we have two. Out. We are two out of the three losses. The other one's Liverpool. Oh yeah, yeah. On what was it Boxing Day when? Yeah, we uh, we really we, let ourselves down there. But yeah. <laughs> oh, and then no, that was the day where the refs just for, didn't realize how the offsides rule works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the time were... where the goalkeeper was up and ever and then there were like four Liverpool players offsides and the linesman didn't call any of them because yeah. there was a defender back, but not the goalkeeper. It's not even the worst offsides call that I've seen because uh, there was one with Jan Vertonghen. It might have actually been against Albion. Now that I'm thinking about it. And he was in our own half behind all of the defenders. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And they called him off. And we were just like, what? And he scored a second one that took a deflection. So he won man of the match because he had scored two goals. And then by Wednesday, he had zero. It was a (laughs) a very, very rough week for one Jan Vertonghen. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, and as for player of the year, we're still waiting on official confirmation, but there are a lot of people talking about it already. The, the rumor being that Riyad Mahrez has won player of the year. Your initial thoughts, guys? Um, he deserves it. He's been the best player on the best team. That is what this award essentially is. Um, well, sometimes. Uh, it has been the last two years now. Yeah, that's like the whole MVP debate. Yeah. Is it the best uh, player or I, the most impactful player? I was like, it's player. the best player on the best team. But I'm like, Bale won it. Uh, <laughs> so you're conceding that wasn't even a, pur- that wasn't even a purposeful shot I was just, <laughs> yeah basically right in their own way um yeah uh and Mars has been very very good he's scored a lot of goals he's assisted a lot of goals he's just he's been he's been very good uh he has what 13 non-penalty goals and 11 assists um he's Ben Lester's most, I'm not sure he's been their most important player. He's definitely been their most fun and, in my opinion, their best. Um, yeah, no, he. it's totally okay if he gets it. He probably deserves it more than anyone else. Kane's probably the most hard done by, but no, yeah, Mars is probably going to, or his team, like you said, barring a uh, a miracle or disaster, depending or on Or tragedy for you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's a no win for us, to be honest. I don't really like Leicester, but um, yeah, yeah that, that's no. like why for me, I just think it should be at the end of the season. I know you lose some of the clout. It should so be at the end of the season. Thursday, it's ridiculous, but, but it's not. It's completely insane. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was saying: is what if Kane wins Golden Boot and we sneak the title, and then we have to look back and while well, Morris had a great season, then you're like, well, Kane put them through, but that's what's happened to Aguero. Aguero's won gold boot. Aguero's won Premier League titles. He's not even been in team of the year. <laughs> that is that is as big a farce as I'm not getting in this year, but he's never been in it. Even though he's been the best player for at least two or three seasons. Yeah, I, I'm traveling, so I don't have the list in front of me. I really wish I did. But if you look through every year, though, if you were, if you like put your mindset to those years, you're like, well. well, okay. Like, there's no year where it's outrageous. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Each year he lost, people were like, yeah, okay, yeah, it was a really good film. And then eventually it just became ridiculous that he never won one, but individual years it made sense. Uh, yeah, that is actually a very good comparison. Um, He's yeah, just going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> at the end of it. All right, I've pulled up the Player of the Years. 11-12, his first season was Van Persie and Rooney. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. Um, um 12-13, Suarez and Van Persie. Yep. 13-14 uh, was Sturridge, which he was and very, very Suarez. good. And Sturridge and Suarez. You yeah. can make a case for dropping one of them, even though Sturridge, he's the only... He and Chiro Mobley are the only players not at Chelsea, City, Barcelona, or Real Madrid to score 20 non-penalty goals in the season. Interesting. In the last and him and Suarez both hit 20 plus. A couple right? of years. Yeah, because yeah, Suarez yeah. is now at Barcelona. But... um. Then for what are we on? Then for last year it was Costa and Kane. Yeah, make an argument for Kane maybe, but the yeah, none of them really. Is, none of the funny agrees, thing is, the about but... Costa winning it is he was on the other side of that narrative. He was the best yeah. forward on a team about to win the title, and for some reason that worked, but for Aguero it didn't. 
That's harsh. Uh, actually trying to, to stick to the topic here. Uh, Jake, your thoughts on uh, seeing Riyad Mahrez most likely crowned uh, PFA. By the way, uh, there are many leaks about this happening from respected journalists. We aren't just rumor milling it. Uh, hopefully it will be announced while we're recording. But your thoughts on what we assume will be the crowning of Riyad Mahrez as the best player in the Premier League? Yeah, I don't think you can really complain. I think he's been the best player over the period of the season, like the whole season. I mean, you can make a case for maybe Kane in the second half and Ozo in the first half, but like on the season as a whole, I think you you can't argue Mahrez. I mean, just to give it a bit of context, like like this day last season, he was an unused substitute against Burnley. So like his 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 rise in the Leicester team is incredible. Like he's literally gone from a player who wasn't needed in a survival fight to someone who is like probably, you know, maybe not their most important player, but like their, their most quote, talented. Quote, best player, yeah, most talented player. Um, I will say him it, not being used last year was strange even then. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah, it's it's still is like a massive like this is this, sort of, like, this sort of rise to like to player of the year it's like never been seen before it's like it's sort of like Leicester story in like a player and it's just, it's just wait so, so then wouldn't this be the breakthrough player of the year not to digress or anything you, you could make an argument for that like if you change that award like Mores could win that as well because so we heard like from re- Jim our, our Leicester correspondent that Tottenham could have had him for four to six in the summer and that we were sniffing around and decided not to by the way I, same kind of thing happened with Usman Dembele and with the trial I, I issues know- but I know, um, what was it? He, it was either this summer or last summer, but he was like a Marseille fan growing up. And I saw something where LeBron said like, no, you're not good enough. And now Mars is just like, ha, um, yeah, that's, word. That's t- yeah. Oh, his finish today was really classy as well. It was really good. Do you guys get that feeling? Like I'm still like a part of me is still waiting for them and him to drop off. No, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's so hard to rewire. I got rid of that when Arsenal started being terrible. So it was either <laughs> them or Spurs. So I just refuse to believe that they'll drop off now. And when I, they I eventually think, do, I'm going to be very sad. I Somehow. think there's two, two, two big points of the season where they could have dropped off. It was either that Liverpool game where they lost or that Arsenal game. And I think that Arsenal game was some, like the, the biggest one where they had the sort of, they were, you know, probably would have won the game. Well, you know, you, you, we can't say this, but like they they were on the verge of like taking those three points with with eleven men, and they go down losing the last minute as well, which is gutting. You know that that was the sort of point where you thought maybe they're going to fall yeah. away, and then they just went on that mad run of like one nil wins, and they've just sort of yeah. I will say, and then for um, what was it? Arsenal fans rightfully say we absolutely bottled it after that. True, but if even if we'd won, I think all of our games we still we're still behind Leicester. I want to say that's true. If not, yeah. it's if we've won like all but two. It's they've yeah, because we're ridiculous. only on four losses, and we're still how far back? You're it's, still eight. It's been a very strange season with a game in hand, but eight, yeah, yeah. Well, and and now now you're saying was that five and three remaining matches? United, Chelsea, and Everton left. Yeah, that's and, not great. Yeah. And we won't hear about the Vardy suspension till midweek, probably. Ugh. But we're assuming he's out against United. But yeah. It, it it just feels like Jake. It feels very similar to your thing, just at the other side of the table. It just feels like there aren't enough games. Like if there were two more games, yeah. I honestly think we'd catch them. But 
So wait, so I'm being bad with math right now. How many games do they need to win now? One or is it like win one, draw they, one? They needed eight points coming into the day to eight, outright win. So they need five more. So they're on five. So. Yeah, and we're five back. So that's not um, that's not great. And but. that's like if they win all their games, like yeah. yeah so yeah, that's if we win out, which includes with, against Chelsea, who will yeah. not do us any favors and may well do. Yeah, Leicester some favors Lester on the last favor. day of the season. Although they, yeah. might, they may not need it at that point, considering Everton or United is a winnable game at this point. They're not that good, and Everton is very, very bad. Well, Everton. Everton's a loss. We need United and Chelsea to win. Yeah, to win in a draw. Uh, no, no, we need them to have a straight loss. Yeah, no. I, unfortunately, live to the podcast. I think Leicester are good and could win the title. Really? Yeah, breaking breaking news here as we wait for actual breaking news. Um, yeah, for me, Morris has been obviously spectacular. Uh, I think people almost got carried away with how good Conte was. Like, so many people didn't notice how important he was. And, and then, then by the time did, they noticed, then, they realized how silly it was that they hadn't noticed. And then way overcommitted with, yes, he's a very important player to their team. Eric Dyer has been incredibly important for Tottenham. You won't see a lot of things written about him because all he's doing is shielding the back four. I'm not saying that's all Conte does. He's a very good passer of the ball. Obviously, his engine and, and work very, rate very are incredible. Yeah. Very good dribbler. Yeah. He's basically it, there, Dembele. In very many ways, yeah. Dembele, if Dembele could tackle well. Yeah. Like Dembele, Dembele can get in the passing lanes. but And if you guys played a two-man midfield and Dembele had to do more of a work transitioning from defense to offense. Right, as but, opposed um, to Dyer's just defending, yeah, Dembele's yeah. just box-to-box, all he's just up front. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, all, all credit to but, So basically Conte you're saying sure, this but. whole Conte thing is basically like everyone with Michael Carrick for like three years. <laughs> a little bit. A You'd little go, bit. Way too far one way, and then way too far the other Yeah, he's way. awful. He's the best. Yeah, wait for Conte next year when he doesn't do anything incredible. People are just going to be like, ugh, Conte's awful. I can't believe he was one of the finalists player of the year. Yeah, that's that's going to be very frustrating. But yeah, I'll, I'll do credit to Riyad Mahrez. Yes, you can say Conte is the engine of the team because if he wasn't there, the attackers aren't getting the ball. But that's that's comparing it to zero players. Like, they would have had someone in there. They could have kept Cambiasso, which is still one of the craziest things, is that they had him and that they're better they, now without they him. They have Gokan and Inla. Just on they the do have Gokan and Inla. <laughs> that, is funny, that is one of the funnier sightings of the season now. Yeah, another but, fun thing is that Mark Schwarzer could win two consecutive Premier League titles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, he did not yeah. finish the season with Chelsea last year. Does he still win it? He, he played in the first half, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh, is there a game limit? Interesting. I, think I, I know there is for outfield players, but I felt like there might be something yeah, different for, for keepers. Goalkeepers. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Could you demand 10 from a goalkeeper? That seems really harsh. You can't, really. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'd say like 3 is fair, and he definitely didn't get there. Wait, uh, that might not be true. Wasn't Schmeichel dinged up at the beginning of the season? What was that last year? Yeah. Everything's uh, just blurring at this point because I worked through the summer. Uh, mm. I know I he played for Leicester last year. I can't yeah. remember he played this year. Because he, yeah, played, I mean, he, he played, played us the... last year or else I wouldn't have realized that he didn't finish the season with Chelsea. I feel like I he know. either got a red card or he was hurt for a couple games this season. Again, uh, notes not in front of me, so if I'm wrong, uh, feel free to I'm tweet me at Kevra and tell me how much of an idiot um, I am. 
<laughs> Wiki says he has not played in the league this year. Okay. All right. That is Wikipedia, granted, but come on. <laughs> Who would lie on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything on the internet is true. Don't you know that? Yeah. Uh, I, I That can confirm. Um, yeah, more people more people saying Mares. If If that ends up being untrue, we'll readdress it later in the show. All right, and from there, we will move on to Player Watch. We're each going to discuss a player that impressed and one that disappointed in this week's fixtures. I obviously haven't had anyone play this week, but we'll start off with Dan and Arsenal. Uh, yeah, um, not too many players impressed, necessarily, but um, who is the best player today? Uh, definitely not Giroud. Hmm, I'm going to go with... This is a very tough decision. Um, hmm. I'll go with Czech. It, it's, he really wasn't that good. He made a couple good saves, but um, it's not a good list to pick from today. So, yeah, Czech. He made a couple very good saves. Um, two, he made, had one spell where he had to make three or four saves in five or six minutes, and that that, that was the beginning of the second half. If they scored there, oof, I've, I wouldn't have been confident in us coming back, which says a lot about the state of our team right now. But um, player disappointed... Uh, I love him, but it's got to be Levi Giroux. He just, he was awful. He was really bad. Uh, he didn't, uh, he, he created well, actually. I'll give him that. He created a few good chances and then had, well, as Arsenal Twitter would say, he was robbed of assists, but, you know, they only say that for Ozil. But, um, yeah, now outside of a couple very effective knockdowns, he looked really bad. He just, he didn't have it. And, yeah, that's been the story of his... 2016. He still hasn't scored since Liverpool away, which would have been second week of January, I think. So yeah, it's it's not been good for him. All right, and Jake, who impressed and disappointed for Newcastle? Yeah, I think um, probably the player that impressed was Vernon Anita. I think he played really well again. I think that's uh, two or three games in a row now where he's been probably the standout player which is really impressive considering he's not really done much since joining the club. Um, I think the right-back uh, role suits him. I think he's done a lot better than Yamat has uh, all season, really. He sort of knows when to go forward, and when he does go forward, he has a, a good uh, cross on him. He passes well, and he sort of is a bit has a bit more intelligence in that final third than Yamat. I mean, Yamat was very impressive last year, but this year he's sort of just gone off. And I think the uh, the ball for the first goal was incredible for Benito. He sort of bent it around the defender, sort of, Coax Mignolet out of the goal, and it sort of it was probably one of the best crosses I've seen all season, especially from a Newcastle player. So yeah, that's really impressive. Um, and I think you know that's really important going into the last few games, having the sort of settled back forward. I think he he's done really well defensively as well. So yeah, he's probably a player that impressed who didn't play too well. I think there's only two players that didn't really play that well. I think Ayuso Perez struggled, um, got tackled a lot, sort of tried to do a lot in the final third. Didn't really get anywhere with it. And I mean, I, I think maybe the pressure of the relegation fights uh, getting to him. I think he's a young player and I think he needs to sort of drop out the t- team now and, you know, sort of keep him for next season, regardless of what division we're in. I hope, hope he stays. Um, the other player that didn't really play that well was uh, as a team, but as an individual, he didn't play well at all. I don't really remember him doing anything in the game. So that's, that's sort of a worry considering he's meant to be one of our best players. So yeah, he, he needs to sort of pick up his form. All right, and now if you have any projects you'd like to plug or want to tell people where to reach you, now would be a good time. 
All right. Thanks for having me on. You can still get me on Twitter at the underscore Jersey underscore fits and get my writings at EPL index and anything else I write. I'll retweet it and plug it because that's what we do. Thanks for having me on. You could get my stuff on EPL index also and on total Dutch football. We'll write a bit about the error of easy if you're interested in that. And for anything else I do, I will plug it on my Twitter, which is at Jake Jackman with two ends. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Kevin DeVries, the host at Kevroth. You can also find my writings uh, for fantasy football slash soccer, if you're American. Sorry, I used the S word. Uh, you can find me over at theeaglesbeak.com as well as playtaga.com. Also, please listen to our FPL roundtable show, which is our fantasy show on this very channel. That goes up on Thursdays. I'm also the Premier League correspondent for All in Sports Talk, which goes up on Tuesdays. And there's some exciting news that we'll be releasing fairly soon about the, a new thing that will be happening over with them so thanks so much for joining us guys it's been a pleasure as always and we hope you keep listening mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.